They're killing us, anger grows after deadly fire at Mexican migrant center. Ciudad Juarez. Protesters call for justice as blaze at detention facility in Ciudad Juarez highlights tough U.S. immigration policies. A loud voice cut through the thick quiet of the night, Justicia. 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 Farc Martin Perez Perez, 32, chanted angrily, and hundreds followed. Justice is what the crowd of about 400 migrants from Latin America gathered to protest about on Tuesday outside the Migrant Processing Center in Ciudad Juarez, a Mexican city on the U.S. border, where at least 40 were killed in a fire on Monday night. Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, blamed protesting migrants for causing the fire. Security footage, published by El Universal, showed two immigration agents leaving the scene after the fire began, while detainees were locked up and unable to escape the flames. Rights groups have frequently flagged concerns about poor conditions and overcrowding in detention centers as the U.S. and Mexico attempt to cope with record levels of crossings at their shared border. The fire has highlighted the increasingly tough immigration policies that have been put in place by Joe Biden's administration. Limits on the number of people allowed to seek asylum have left cities along Mexico's northern border overwhelmed with people wanting to cross into the U.S., including many forced to sleep on the streets, inside churches or packed shelters. Dozens of white daisies, rosaries, banners, and photographs decorated the metal fence that separated the center from protesters. One by one, the national anthems of the countries of the victims were sung. In honor and grief of the fallen, they're the martyrs of the immigrant population. We cannot forget them, said Juan Pavon, 55, a migrant from San Cristobal, Venezuela, who attended the protest with his two teenage daughters. Migrants light candles during a vigil outside the immigration facility in Ciudad Juarez. Pavon and his daughters are homeless and awaiting the opportunity to request an inspection appointment with U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP. We don't know if they're dead. They're friends we met on this journey, family after all we went through, said Perez Perez, a Venezuelan who emigrated from Peru in search of a better future for his wife and five children. He was the only one of his friends not at the detention center when the fire occurred because he had run away when immigration authorities detained a group that was cleaning car windscreens at a busy intersection. More than 24 hours after the incident, the victims' names have not been revealed by authorities. Many, like Perez Perez, still wonder if their friends and family are among the dead or injured. Justice The crowd chanted after each name during a roll call. Not knowing the victims' names, a list of all the people detained at the time of the incident was read. The protest remained peaceful, many sat on the street, closed off by local authorities to prevent the flow of traffic. Xenophobia and abuse from Mexican authorities were a complaint throughout the day. Some of those detained on Monday claimed they were forcibly taken off the streets, without an explanation. What is the crime we committed?" said Cadiasca Marquez, 23, from Estado Miranda, Venezuela. They kept telling us this wasn't our country and that we weren't allowed to do what we were doing. Marquez and her brother, Orlando Maldonado, 30, were asking drivers for money at an intersection when authorities detained them. 
Marquez was released on Monday afternoon, shortly after being detained, because she has a toddler and no children are allowed in the building. Her brother was inside when the fire happened. She still doesn't know if he is alive. They're killing us, but they're also killing us psychologically, said Elerith Medina, 31, from Cumana, Venezuela. There's immigrant children who have been detained more times than any criminal. Medina described her experience with the Mexican immigration system as torture and called for President Biden to rethink immigration policies. Bridge of the Americas Border Crossing U.S. El Paso Rio Grande Puente Lerdo Border Crossing Paso del Norte Border Crossing National Institute of Migration Fire broke out in the immigration detention center late on Monday. Mexico. One kilometer. One mile. Guardian graphic. I ask him for compassion, Medina said. There are many mothers who are being given appointments, but they're not allowed to enter the country with their children. Frustration over appointments through the U.S.'s CBP-1 app was high. The app is meant to serve as a one-stop shop portal for migrants with services and appointments tailored to their needs. However, its limitations mean families are unable to schedule appointments together and are forced to separate. During the protest, the crowd cheered after Pavon suggested the app be disabled and a better platform created. That website is playing tricks with our minds, Pavon said. It must be suspended, cancelled. Many of the protesters planned to set up camp and stay the night outside the processing center, saying they would remain peacefully until authorities from the U.S. and Mexico gave them answers. Even though we're a multitude, we're still afraid, said Sofia Garcia, 29, from Puerto Cabello, Venezuela, who joined the protest. Garcia has been in Juarez for two weeks awaiting her inspection appointment with CBP and says that although some locals have welcomed her, she has still faced discrimination. Why are we being asked to stay in this country to work and fight if we don't have freedom? Garcia said. I'd rather go back with nothing but alive. I hope you appreciated this article. Before you move on, I was hoping you would consider taking the step of supporting The Guardian's journalism. From Elon Musk to Rupert Murdoch, a small number of billionaire owners have a powerful hold on so much of the information that reaches the public about what's happening in the world. The Guardian is different. We have no billionaire owner or shareholders to consider. Our journalism is produced to serve the public interest, not profit motives. And we avoid the trap that befalls much U.S. media, the tendency, born of a desire to please all sides, to engage in false equivalents in the name of neutrality. While fairness guides everything we do, we know there is a right and a wrong position in the fight against racism and for reproductive justice. When we report on issues like the climate crisis, we're not afraid to name who is responsible. And as a global news organization, we're able to provide a fresh, outsider perspective on U.S. politics, one so often missing from the insular American media bubble. Around the world, readers can access The Guardian's paywall-free journalism because of our unique reader-supported model. That's because of people like you. 
Our readers keep us independent, beholden to no outside influence and accessible to everyone, whether they can afford to pay for news or not. If you can, please consider supporting The Guardian today. Thank you.